Life's about choosing where you want to go and mapping out a financial path to get you there. Of course, things don't always go according to plan. An experienced financial advisor can help you avoid potential hazards and find alternative routes. The right financial advisor is not only there for the journey, but also helps you plan for what's coming. Make adjustments along the way and keep you on track to reach your specific goals. Are you on the road to success? Contact us for a complimentary review and find out. Call Kevin Frisbee at Frisbee Benefits, 800-998-5649. That's 800-998-5649. Investment advisory services are offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. It's called Retirement Income Replacement Rate. On today's show, we'll take a look at just what that is and how, with proper planning, you can achieve it in your own retirement. Hi, this is Coach Pete, and if you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Financial Safari. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is Financial Safari. Lance Gilman is here, part of Northern Alliance Financial. Lance is an investment advisor representative. He's a retired military guy. You have expertise in federal employee retirement. You are a guy sought after to talk about Social Security. And you are, uh, you're you fortunate enough, I'm fortunate enough, to have you uh, to be talking with you today. <laughs> hey, well, that's quite the intro. Thanks very much, Steve. Always a pleasure. <laughs> so, Lance, I mean... You said something that I, I think maybe this is going to be a new uh, phrase, the retirement income replacement rate. I've never heard of that, but it sounded interesting. So I yeah. thought we should pursue it. Yeah, that's a mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So what is the retirement income replacement rate? I mean, I know we need income in retirement, but what are yeah. we talking about here? Well, basically, it's it's a cash flow analysis. It's something that we do with every single one of our radio callers or our TV listeners that come in and they're trying to figure out, okay, how much money do we need to continue once we retire to stay retired? Right. <laughs> That's really all it is. It's, it's, it's a big series of words, which basically means we need uh, essentially a cash flow analysis. Okay. And well, we need to figure out how much money we need in retirement to stay retired. Well, with that in mind, um, is there is there a number that uh, that can be put on this, or is this a different for different people, or different, yeah. different in every situation? I think you know it is kind of different for most most people. Everybody have has a different number or what that looks like. Um, essentially, what it means is we're, we're going to take most people, or you know, if you if you Google this on the internet, you're going to see that most experts would say that you need somewhere between 70 to 90% of your pre-retirement income to essentially be able to continue with your standard of living in retirement. So that's a pretty large window, though, 70 to 90%. A, a large piece of that does kind of revolve back to how much debt people still have on the table in their retirement. So if you're able to kind of knock out your debt, that's a great place to be in retirement. Usually what we're talking about there, of course, Steve, is your mortgage. Right. So if you can somehow 
figure out a way to knock that out. For most people, that's going to be anywhere between 28 to 36% of their budget. So right there alone, you're talking about knocking out 30% of your pre-retirement need. So that's a huge thing. But yeah, 70 to 90% is is usually what most would say. Okay. Well, that sounds, I mean, that sounds nice. And um, the reason that we, we don't need 100% or 110%, although that's what I want. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> well, there you go. Well, I mean, again, but because there are things that we don't, we, we're not spending money on when we retire. And it's, it's, it's enough to make a difference, obviously. Oh, yeah, sure. A lot of times people, you figure our average, what we typically say as a benchmark is about 10% for retirement savings. Mm -hmm. So whatever, whatever you're taking home for your pay, you should be putting about 10% towards your retirement every time you get paid into something, into some kind of retirement vehicle. And if that's a 401k, 403b, thrift savings plan, whatever your employer is offering, obviously we we also want to at least make the match of whatever the employer's offering. So if the employer is offering 8%, you definitely want to at least be putting 8% of your check in. We don't leave free money on the table, right? So if, you're, if your employer is offering 12 though, guess what? You're going to stretch that. 10% to get to the 12%. Again, we're not going to leave free money on the table. But once you retire, of course, that that 10 to 12% or whatever that is that you've been saving in retirement, you no longer have to put away towards retirement because you're retired. Because you're retired, exactly. <laughs> so, so that's an immediate 10 to 12%, for instance, right there. All right. Well, I, so again, there, and it's a matter of, I think that's why it's important to work with a, a team like yours, Lance, you know, we're at Northern Alliance Financial. It's a fiduciary team. You're a fiduciary firm. You guys are, are experienced. And again, to be able to make this happen, to put that income together is really what, what you guys shine at doing. Right. There. So two basic concepts in terms of saving for retirement is you've got your accumulation phase when you're just starting work, your horizons are long, and you're getting to the point of essentially saving as much as you can, trying to hit that 10% margin every single pay period. And so by the time you do that for 10, 20, 30, 40 years or so, that's going to be a pretty sizable retirement package. And then you couple that with social security. And then if you have a pension, wow. So, and you're reducing your debt. Now you put all of those things firing together. Now you've got all those pistons firing. But it's very important to be working with people that cannot just only accumulate funds, but show you how to preserve those funds and then how you distribute those funds over the course of your lifetime. And as you said, that's, that's kind of our hallmark. Sure. And, and again, we, we talk about how to determine the, uh, the replacement rate or the replacement income, uh, and it obviously goes to how much you make. Pretty much. Yes, absolutely. And how much you need. So that's another very important question. It, a lot of times you have a, many of these so-called experts online and whatnot that say you need $500,000 or a minimum of a million dollars. And it's just not true at all. What it really boils down to is what you need for income in retirement. And that's why this retirement income replacement rate is so critical. And paying down that debt is so important because you might not need 
when you get down to just brass tacks and you've eliminated all your debt, you might not need 70 to 90% of your current employment income mm -hmm. in retirement because you're just down to an operational need. Just basically putting food on the table and paying for basic necessities. Most people can do that with their social securities alone, believe it or not. So, and then if you have additional savings and you have a, and you have a pension on top of all that, then it's just gravy. So it's not about how much you have. That's just a misnomer. And, and people get confused about that all the time and they get discouraged. Mm -hmm. So don't be discouraged. If you've paid down your debt and you've saved and you've lived within your means, typically we can help people make this transition very easily. Okay, 800-998-5649. That's the number that can uh, get you started, folks. So we talk about, and we have to decide when we're going to retire. And I know we talk about that mm -hmm. all the time, Lance, but it really is an important question to answer. And, and that's something that we have to answer ourselves. Yes, that's true. Many times people say, well, when, or when they come in, we ask them when they would like to retire. And then, and then they would say, well, I want to retire at my retirement age. <laughs> Right. And so, and and so exactly? then we look at them kind of like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, what, what's that? And they, they go back to Social Security. Well, Social Security has kind of arbitrarily set your retirement age at whatever it is. It's based on the year you were born. They mm -hmm. just say, okay, well, if you were born 1954 or before, your retirement age is 66. And if you were born after that, it's somewhere between 66 and 67. If you're born after 1960, it's 67. But just because Social Security says you should retire at a certain age doesn't mean that's your retirement age. No. You're the one that decides that. Sure. And and right. one of the things that we have to talk about, too, is, is in order to make that income manageable and make it all that we need, we've got to figure out a tax plan to go along with that so that we don't, you know, overpay our taxes. Yeah, exactly. Taxes are a big part of retirement income planning. Most times we're going to find that your marginal tax rate is going to actually decrease in retirement. So it's going to be a positive thing for most people. Mm -hmm. But it's not necessarily always the case that your tax rates decrease. But most of the time they do because what's happening is you're reducing the amount of income that you have. And so therefore, logically, one would hope that the marginal tax rate would also re be reduced as well. However, that also assumes that the marginal tax rates are not going to change. And that's not a guarantee. That's, so uh, if you that, look that, at... There's a, a subject to change, I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of like the weather in Maine, just subject to change, just wait around for a couple of minutes. Yeah, exactly. So that's the thing is, is you don't, there's no guarantees that all of a sudden now that you've retired, your tax rates are going to be lower. Most would think that would be the case. And if the tax rates stay the same, it certainly would be true. But with the government 32 trillion plus dollars in debt and the easiest way for them to eliminate that debt is to raise taxes. Hmm. You think that could be a possibility that I, taxes could be higher? So it is a factor, Steve. We sure. definitely have to consider taxes for sure. Well, you laid out something a moment ago when you talk about Social Security. And, and again, we can all, that can almost be enough to make our expenses. And then everything right. that we've saved is going to add to the fun of retirement. Yes, exactly. And that is that is the hope. And most of the time we see that as definitely possible 
if someone is able to reduce their debt load to just down to a basic operational need. And the other thing that's really important when you start to think about retirement too is, is that there are certain states that are more favorable for retirement than other states. So for instance, Maine does not tax Social Security income where other states do. Mm -hmm. So that's a positive thing for me. Absolutely. Also, Maine doesn't tax military retirement pay. So again, that's another positive thing for people trying to remain in, in Maine mm -hmm. for their retirement years. Lance, why don't we open up the phone lines, invite folks to call, come on in and, and really just make it happen. That sounds great, Steve. It's more important than ever to make sure that you and your family have access to a fiduciary financial planning team. Our holistic planning process takes a look at your entire financial picture. We break it down to an easily understandable financial review and confirm that you have enough to last the rest of your life, and also that you'll be able to have a ton of fun. That's at least what we want you to be able to do. So as a thank you for listening to the show, we'll perform a complimentary financial review of your portfolio and see if you might need a more comprehensive plan. That review begins with us listening to you. We wanna know what your main concerns are, what your worries are in regards to your financial planning future, whether that's outliving your money, deciding what social security strategy to choose, recognizing the amount of fees that you're currently paying, or you wanna be more tax efficient. Our advisors at Northern Alliance Financial will collaborate and put together our best ideas specific for you. And as a thank you for listening to the show today, we'll perform that easily understandable financial review completely complimentary. How can we put you in a better financial position? 800-998-5649. You'll get that comprehensive financial review and see where you are today, yes, but more importantly, it does become that roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be. 800-998-5649, 800-998-5649. Tax Day will be here before you know it. When we come back, we'll discuss how saving for retirement could help reduce your tax bill. That and more coming right up. In retirement, some people like to take it easy. Uh, let's see, to nap or not to nap. And some people like to go, go, go. And then we went to St. Thomas, then New Orleans, then our grandson's soccer game, then for the theater New York, to Bora Bora. You know what the beauty of it is? It's your choice. Ah, live it like you want. If you have the right plan, enter Financial Safari's Kevin Frisbee, 800-998-5649, 800-998-5649. Hey, we are back on Financial Safari. Lance Gilman is here. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Lance, of course, is a fiduciary investment advisor representative right here at Northern Alliance Financial. That website to check out is nafinancialadvisors.com nafinancialadvisors.com and uh, just to you know in case someone's just tuning in yep it's essentially still uh you know five uh, frisbee benefits but it's a different name and uh, again it just kind of goes to the growth of the company to where it mm -hmm. becomes really you guys are just a big team and and it and it works right exactly we pretty much rebranded with Northern Alliance. The The numbers are the same, the, the staff support is the same, but what Kevin realized, the founder, is that this is bigger than himself. And so Northern Alliance, he kind of took the Frisbee name out of it and it, and it, it shows that, it shows our growth, which has been just astronomical. And it, it just shows the depth of our organization and, and the 
numbers of advisors that we have on staff, not just one particular person or one particular name. Oh, yeah. 800-998-5649. So you said the the word taxes, and uh, believe it or not, yeah. I mean, again, if this year's anything like last, it comes up quickly. Oh, yeah, I know. So what do we do, um, you know, from a tax standpoint? Are there tax breaks out there that that you can help us implement to help, you know, alleviate things? There's always some things that you can do. And the government actually encourages people to save for their retirement. And so one of the things that you can do is to contribute to an IRA. And that is irrespective if you're current employer is not offering a retirement plan or not. It doesn't matter. Anybody that has earnings out there, wages, tips, and salaries, if you're earning and you have earnings above the thresholds for contributions, then you can contribute to some type of retirement savings. And an IRA is just an individual retirement account. That's basically all it is. It's all it stands for. And so for 2023, you can actually contribute $6,500 to um, an IRA. And that's if you're below 50. If you're over 50, they allow you a $1,000 per year catch-up contribution. So you can actually contribute $7,500 a year. I mean, that basically, if you you think about taking that, you know, the 7,500, it's, um, I mean, again, if you stretch it out and because you can still contribute to an IRA up until tax day, that's going to be about 500 bucks a month. That seems like a, a pretty doable thing for folks. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is that a lot of times people have extra money around because they've saved and they know they're going to get a some kind of a tax kick coming back. Mm-hmm. So they're going to get some form of a refund. So if if they know that and they can take money out of their savings, knowing it's going to be replenished anyway when they get their tax return, why not do that and get even more of a return yeah. potentially? Right, exactly. So 7500 bucks, yeah. And you can do that every year. So you can see – and so in 10 years, that's $75,000. That's not even including the potential gains that are there and the yeah. tax breaks. Yeah, exactly. So that's pretty huge. Well, and then if we, if you're somebody that has a 401K and you're still working, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, bump that up a little bit. Yeah, well, bump that up a lot of it. Yeah. Because well, the the employer plans are, are much more – in terms of the amounts that you can contribute. So in other words, an IRA, you can contribute up to $7,500. Well, a 401k, if you're under 50, you can contribute $22,500. It's like triple the amount that you could contribute to an IRA. And if you're over 50, they add another $7,500 or a total of $30,000 that you could contribute wow. to a 401k. Now, yeah, I know. That's amazing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So $30,000 off the table from taxation, number one. And number two, what they don't really tell you is you could also potentially contribute to an IRA outside of your employer plan. So that's $37,500, Steve, in yeah, one I mean, year that you yeah. could take off the table from taxation. Well, and again, that's I mean, a lot I realize, of money. I realize that's probably out of the, uh, you know, out of the realm for a lot of folks. But again, any portion of that's still going to reduce your tax bill. Exactly. Any and all of it is going to mm-hmm. reduce your tax. Well, and, and so, so, yeah, go ahead. So maybe you can't do all that, you know, all in one fell swoop, but just understand that you can do that. You, know, you can do a lot more than just the 7500 So $7,500 a year 
just for those of that are planners and they're trying to say, well, I don't want to have to like wait till the end of the year to come up with $7,500 or, or $22,000 or $30,000. But, it, but if you break that out, for instance, and you just say, well, how much do I have to do per month in order to get to the 7,500 for the year? It works out to about six hundred fifty dollars per month. Okay, so that's a little bit easier to swallow. Sure, I mean that sounds seven I mean, thousand seems doable. Yeah, yeah. And so you start, you start there, start somewhere, start anywhere, start wherever you can is the bottom line. But you also can go all the way up to you know obviously thirty thousand um, dollars in the year, and that would be twenty five hundred dollars per month. The other thing to keep in mind that that's not even that's just your money. This doesn't even that doesn't even consider the fact that an employer is going to potentially put in whatever their match is. So if their match is another five or eight or ten percent or whatever it is mm-hmm. on top of the thirty thousand. So I mean, it's really after fifty because of those catch up contributions in an employer plans, you can really sock away a lot of money very quickly. Well, and again, just, I mean, I know this doesn't do much for taxes uh, going in, but you could, if your company offers a Roth 401k, can you imagine putting 10, 15, $30,000 into that? <laughs> well, that's true. So the, and many do now, Steve, yeah. actually it's fairly, fairly recent that we've been seeing more and more Roth 401k options. But within the past few years, more and more companies are offering that. The problem is people don't. I had I was I was at a holiday slash Christmas party thing a few weeks back, and somebody was talking to me. And of course, you know I'm an investment person, so they're always trying to hit you up for some kind of information or advice, whatever. And so I was talking to this one girl, and and she she was asking me about the Roth 401k. She said I, they they have introduced this, and they sent some stuff out about it, and I just don't really know about it. So the distinction is that you don't get a tax break for any contributions that you make to the Roth 401k in the year that you make them, but all of the gains forever in that particular chassis are tax free for as long as you keep it until your retirement age. So the longer you keep that, obviously it's growing in the background with all of these gains. And when you take it out, it's even tax-free. So it would be nice to at least have some money. I'm not saying you would put all your money there, Mm -hmm. but some money in that tax-free bucket. So what we usually do is say, okay, what is the match for the company? And let's say the the match for the company is 5%. This is just hypothetical. So 5% is the match. So what we talked about before, what we would want to do is make sure that you're contributing at least 10% of your pay, right? Right. That's what we talked about earlier. So if you want to make sure you get the full company match for your traditional 401k, then you're going to contribute 5% of your money to the traditional 401k, and they're going to match 5% to the traditional 401k. And then the remainder of your 5% to get you to the 10%, we typically recommend, okay, why don't we take some of this money and put it in that Roth 401k? Now we're starting to build that tax-free bucket as well, Mm -hmm. simultaneously. 
Pretty powerful. Pretty powerful stuff. 800-998-5649. So tell me about a, um, uh, um, a spousal IRA. Okay. So this is another thing that a lot of people don't realize is sometimes if you are in a situation where your spouse is not working, you can contribute just like you can to your IRA for your spouse. But most people don't know that. They don't know like, because most people think you have to have earnings in order to contribute to any type of retirement account, which is true, unless you're married. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> you get a special break if you're married. Because if your spouse, for instance, is not working and you're working, you could contribute as much to your spouse's IRA as your own IRA. So for instance, let's say you're both over 50 years old and you have a 401k. So you've got a 401k at work and you can contribute up to X, whatever it is, mm -hmm. $7,500 if you're over 50 per year, but your spouse doesn't have any type of retirement plan and the spouse is not working. So now basically you could say, all right, well, I'm gonna contribute another $7,500 for my spouse. And so if you think about that, it's pretty dramatic how much money you could actually sock away without tax implications into retirement plans for you and for your spouse. Well, yeah, I mean, that's why we rely on you, Lance. I mean, it's it's what you do. <laughs> it's, it's true. On that note, let's go ahead and invite folks to call again. We'll open up the phone lines and uh, continue the conversation right after this. That sounds great, Steve. It's more important than ever to make sure that you and your family have access to a fiduciary financial planning team. Our holistic planning process takes a look at your entire financial picture. We break it down to an easily understandable financial review and confirm that you have enough to last the rest of your life and also that you'll be able to have a ton of fun. That's at least what we want you to be able to do. So as a thank you for listening to the show, we'll perform a complimentary financial review of your portfolio and see if you might need a more comprehensive plan. That review begins with us listening to you. We wanna know what your main concerns are, what your worries are in regards to your financial planning future, whether that's outliving your money, deciding what social security strategy to choose, recognizing the amount of fees that you're currently paying, or you wanna be more tax efficient. Our advisors at Northern Alliance Financial will collaborate and put together our best ideas specific for you. And as a thank you for listening to the show today, we'll perform that easily understandable financial review completely complimentary. How can we put you in a better financial position? 800-998-5649. Find out how much risk you're taking. Are there any red flags that could be a potential problem for you? How about taxes? We were just talking about taxes. Do you know how you're going to handle that? There's also maybe hidden fees that you don't know about. Finding security in a lifetime retirement income plan that maximizes your Social Security benefits, that is exactly what they can help you do. Take advantage of this opportunity, folks. 800-998-5649. 800-998-5649. To work or not to work in retirement. That is the question. When we come back, we'll tackle questions to ask yourself if you decide you want to work in retirement. 
Remember that feeling on the last day of school just before summer vacation? How about that feeling you get around 4 o'clock Friday afternoons? Now multiply both of those by 100, maybe 1,000, maybe more. And that's the feeling you get just before you retire if you have the right plan. And you don't have to go it alone. You need someone to set you up with a comprehensive plan avoiding risk and pitfalls and securing lifetime income in your retirement. You need Financial Safari's Kevin Frisbee, 800-998-5649, 800-998-5649. It's your go-go years, so let's get going with another retirement road trip. We're visiting four houses from the ultra-luxurious to the ultra-modest, from historic to the mystique. Let's start with ultra-luxurious. Heading to Asheville, North Carolina to visit Biltmore, built for George Washington Vanderbilt II. It was such a monumental task, a woodworking factory and a brick kiln operated on site, and a three-mile railroad spur was constructed to bring materials to the site. Four acres of floor space, 250 rooms, including 35 bedrooms, also a heated pool, a bowling alley, and a gym. Any visit to the Asheville area needs to include a tour of Biltmore. The ultra-modest, Dias, Arkansas is home to the boyhood home of music legend Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash fans come from all over the world to see this very modest home and learn about Dias Colony. Established as a Depression-era agricultural resettlement community, it's what brought the Cash family here in the 1930s. Efforts to restore the colony began in 2009. Now you can visit Johnny Cash's home and the theater, which is a museum and the visitor center. The historic Monticello or Monticello, nestled in the mountains of Virginia near Charlottesville. It's the beloved home of Thomas Jefferson. The modern look of the home was the result of Jefferson's time as ambassador to France. He was struck with the architecture there. Walk the grounds, go inside. You'll also see Jefferson's inventions or improved upon devices, including a revolving book stand, a copying machine, and a spherical sundial. The Mystique. mystique. You'll find the Winchester Mystery House in San Jose, California. It was once the personal residence of Sarah Winchester, the widow of firearm magnate William Wart Winchester. The story goes that Mrs. Winchester was told by a medium who was supposedly channeling her late husband that she must continuously build a home for herself and for the spirits of people who had fallen victim to Winchester rifles. So in the house, you'll find doors and stairs that go nowhere and other oddities. Your retirement plan can be built just how you want it and based on the lifestyle you want. And be sure to set aside enough to leave your home and visit others on your retirement road trip. I'm Financial Safari. Lance Gilman's here. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Lance, of course, is, uh, well, he's the guy in charge at Northern Alliance Financial. Your CEO, right? That's your title. That's it. That's it. All right. That's a pretty, pretty big one. <laughs> oh, thanks, Steve. Yeah. Well, that's nice. I mean, uh, so, and, and again, we're talking about um, working or not working. And I think the statistics here were, were so surprising to me. Um, the, the percentage of people who work in retirement, um, and by 2026, the Bureau of Labor Statistics says a whopping 30% of people aged 65 to 74 will be in the labor force, markedly up from just over 18% in 1996. That's amazing to me. Yeah. And it's true that we are seeing more and more people continuing to work. And, and I think that part of it has to do with the state of the economy right now. It's just inflation is so high that people are retiring, but they're realizing that maybe 
they haven't done this kind of analytics. They haven't sat down with advisors, say, how much money do I actually need? And they, they think they've kind of got it figured out, but they're kind of doing it all on their own, mm -hmm. which is pretty hard. And then all of a sudden we get nailed with these kind of inflation rates that we're dealing with. And, and most of them are saying, boy, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to swing it. And so then they end up having to go back to work. Yep. Well, that is, and again, I know that people are facing that today. And, and yeah. I think what's interesting, Lance, is as you've said, and we've had conversations like this in the past where you'll sit down with a couple and they think they can't retire and then you work through it and they can't. Yeah, that's actually one of the primary benefits of this particular profession is helping people get to that stage where they not only can see it and visualize it, because we do a lot of work on the whiteboards and and explaining everything to, to people. We're kind of more of an educational philosophy is what we bring to the table with our financial planning because we feel if people are better educated, they can make better decisions. And a lot of times when they can see something and they can visualize it, it's a huge thing for them. And I've had people in tears in the office because they essentially had committed themselves to never being able to retire. Right. And then when you walk, walk them through the details of some of this cost analysis and this retirement income replacement planning, and they can see it and visualize it, they grasp it. And it's over, it's overwhelming for some of them. And literally, I've had people crying in the office. <laughs> well, they just didn't believe they right. could ever get there. <laughs> well, I mean, that's nice. What a fun, what a fun thing for you. It's huge. Yeah. It's just such a great thing to be able to walk people through that and then have them see that. Mm -hmm. And just for they worked so hard and then they saved and they pay down their debts and they just feel like they're just never going to get there. And then you show them they, they're already there. They're already there. <laughs> I like it. So we're talking about, um, you know, retiring and uh, or working in retirement. So mm -hmm. this is something that's interesting. Does your employer offer a phased retirement program? Uh, and again, are, are you seeing some of that? Absolutely. And even if they don't necessarily offer a phased retirement plan, you can ask about something like that. Mm -hmm. You can advocate, you're your best advocate, right? So if you decide, well, you know, I really like what I do and certainly I am qualified, probably the best qualified out of anybody in the world to do my job, especially if you've worked there for 10, 15, 20, I've seen 30 years mm -hmm. or more, Steve. So if you have 30 years experience in a job, I don't care what somebody has for education, you're going to blow them away in terms of your experience. Right. So guess what? That's bargaining chips for you. You can go to your employer and say, hey, you know, I'm thinking about retirement and you know, it's, I've been here for X amount of years. I'd like to stay on, but I'd kind of like to do it in a scaled back fashion, two, three days, maybe a week, something like that. Mm -hmm. Would you be amenable to that? And most of the time they're going to say yes. Why? Because number one, they know how qualified you are. <laughs> right. They don't want to lose you. Right. And number two, guess what? I mean, there's a shortage of actually skilled labor out there. Mm -hmm. So even if they wanted to replace you, they're not going to find a replacement for you. 
not right away anyway, and they want to keep you around to train that person. Oh, yeah. So use that in your favor. So again, you know, I mean, again, a phased retirement, obviously, then you're going to be phased with the money as well, which will make the company happy because they're not spending as much on you. Sure, exactly. Or, or unless you times, negotiate uh, something, that's going to be even be better. <laughs> right. And many times, for instance, when you retire, you're already at your Medicare eligibility age, which is one of the things that prevents people from retiring earlier is they don't have any medical fallback and their company is providing them with some type of a medical health benefit plan. Mm -hmm. But once you hit Medicare eligibility, you don't need that anymore. So now you're Medicare eligible. And so therefore you don't need the health insurance plan from the employer. So that becomes bargaining chips for you as well. Sure. So you don't have to pay for your health plan. Well, yeah, I like that. Um, it's, a, it's kind of a big accomplishment, more or less, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, right. Not, not not turning 65, but I mean, once you wade through all of that Medicare stuff and, and it's in place, it's very yeah. comforting and it's very reassuring to know right. that, that you're covered. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and uh, let's see. So besides earning money, why do you want to work in retirement? That's a question that we have to oh, answer. Yeah, So one of the questions that we're going to ask when people come in to the office is when they want to retire. And many times they say yesterday, of course, (laughs) or, you know, maybe the planning horizons are a little longer than that. But the next question that we typically ask them is what they're going to do in retirement. And so many don't have a real game plan for that. They're just going to retire. Well, that's not a really good solution unless you've got things that are going to keep you occupied. If you look at the statistics regarding people, especially men that have retired and then they don't really have a plan to stay engaged is they kind of drop off. And many after a year or two are just gone because they're not engaged anymore. So you got to have a game plan and maybe that game plan is doing some kind of job in retirement. Now it doesn't mean it has to be the job that you did for your profession. And in fact, what I usually do is I'll ask people what to sit down and write a list of the top five things that motivate them, just things they love to do, write them down and then try to find some kind of job that incorporates one of those top five things to do. And that way, you know, or they know Steve, that every time they go to quote unquote work, they're going to love it because it's what they love to do. Yeah. Well, it's like you. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, you love your, you love your job. Right. Exactly. And so it's like, it was a funny thing because my wife frequently says, why do you tell people you're retired? And I said, because I am. And she (laughs) says, yeah, but when you tell people you're retired, they think you're retired, retired. (laughs) I said, well, I am retired, retired. In your mind, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I just love what I do. So I have fun. And that's really what you want to get to is is whether that's a job or a hobby or volunteering or something, you need to keep yourself engaged. And if if the idea is to earn a little bit of extra money, just because it would be nice to have, especially during high inflationary times, still try to do something to incorporate those things that you love. And it'll just keep you motivated to continue the working environment and just 
to be happy because you don't want to retire and then then all of a sudden start going to some type of work that you're just going to begrudgingly have to do. No, we want to get you in a situation where you really enjoy what you're doing and you're motivated. I, I mean, I've had people retire, honestly, and then they came back after whatever, two to three months, and they come back in for a review and I ask them how things are going. And they're like, I got a job. Okay, great. Well, what are you doing? I'm selling furniture. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so I'm like, well, okay. How's that going? And this guy goes, you know what? They love me there. I said, why do they love you? He said, well, because number one, I always show up on timer early. You know, sometimes I get there even before the boss gets there. I get coffee ready. Everybody shows up. I'm happy. I interface with the clients and, and they love me too. Because I don't really care. I don't have to sell anything. Yeah. So there's no pressure. And, you know, I just treat people with respect and they love me and mm -hmm. I love my job. Oh, yeah. I never would have thought I'd be selling furniture and having fun. But you know what? I am. Right. Because, I mean, yeah, one of the, before we run out of time here, I love this uh, one line here about the, so what's on your chuck it list? And if you're, if you're oh, yeah. unlike the, 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 the guy you were just talking about, Lance, maybe, uh, maybe there are things we don't want to do when we go back to work. Yeah, exactly. And so you think about those things when you're trying to think about and the other side of it is the positive spin, thinking about those positive things that you want to do, yeah. but also some of the things that you remember from your work that you absolutely do not want to do. Like if your commute was too long or, you know, whatever, you don't want to work, you know, extra hours or things like that, then frame that out because you're in charge of this. And so orchestrate something that you're going to be satisfied with and happy with. That's the most critical thing. All right. And 800-998-5649. Uh, Boy, on that note, Lance, we are out of time already again. Let's go Can't ahead and take, a, take another break here and we'll come back and uh, continue our show. All right. That sounds great, Steve. It's more important than ever to make sure that you and your family have access to a fiduciary financial planning team. Our holistic planning process takes a look at your entire financial picture. We break it down to an easily understandable financial review and confirm that you have enough to last the rest of your life and also that you'll be able to have a ton of fun. That's at least what we want you to be able to do. So as a thank you for listening to the show, we'll perform a complimentary financial review of your portfolio and see if you might need a more comprehensive plan. That review begins with us listening to you. We want to know what your main concerns are, what your worries are in regards to your financial planning future, whether that's outliving your money, deciding what social security strategy to choose, recognizing the amount of fees that you're currently paying, or you want to be more tax efficient. Our advisors at Northern Alliance Financial will collaborate and put together our best ideas specific for you. And as a thank you for listening to the show today, we'll perform that easily understandable financial review completely complimentary. How can we put you in a better financial position? Call us right now, 800-998-5649, 800-998-5649. When we come back, some challenging questions from our listeners. We've done our research and have the answers right after this. He's letting the clock run out on his Social Security to age 70 for maximum benefits. And here comes the Roth conversion. He's locked in for income for life. He's got some outstanding coaching with that annuity plan. He's created his own pension as well. And it looks like he's going to go all the way. Play your best. 
best retirement game. Call Financial Safari's Kevin Frisbee. 800-998-5649. 800-998-5649. The year was 1985. Back to the Future, the highest grossing film in the world at the time, featured Marty McFly, a.k.a. Michael J. Fox, and his car, the DeLorean. But the end of the road came three years earlier for the DeLorean Motor Company. Let's go back to the beginning. Automobile industry executive John DeLorean created the company in 1975 after being well known in the automobile industry as an engineer, business innovator, and the youngest person to become a General Motors executive. DeLorean settled on a last-minute deal with Northern Ireland after almost going with a deal with Puerto Rico to build his first facility. The assembly line started in early 1981. Problems began to crop up because many of the factory workers never had jobs before and may have contributed to the reported quality issues with early production vehicles. Things had greatly improved by 1982 with improvements in its components and a more experienced workforce. Unfortunately, DeLoreans never really caught on with the public. The company had estimated its break-even point to be between 10,000 and 12,000 units, but sales were only around 6,000. The hits kept on coming for DeLorean in 1982 when he became a target of an FBI sting operation designed to arrest drug traffickers. He was arrested in October 1982 and charged with conspiring to smuggle $24 million worth of cocaine into the U.S. A videotape showing DeLorean discussing the drug deal with undercover FBI agents was a key piece of evidence. DeLorean's attorney, Howard Weitzman, successfully pointed out to the court that he was coerced into participation in the deal by agents who initially approached him as legitimate investors. He was acquitted of all charges, but it was too little too late. His reputation was ruined. After his trial and acquittal, DeLorean said, quote, would you buy a used car from me? End quote. DMC went bankrupt in 1982, along with 2,500 jobs and over $100 million in investments. DeLorean himself retired in New Jersey. He was forced to sell his 434-acre estate in Bedminster, New Jersey in 2000. In an interesting twist, President Donald Trump bought it and converted it to a golf course that he uses today. DeLorean moved to a condominium in Morristown, New Jersey, where he lived until his death five years later in 2005. Many of the original cars are still on the road after over 30 years with estimates of 6,500 cars out of just 9,000 built. There is an active enthusiast community around the cars with strong owners clubs. on Financial Safari with Lance Gilman. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Having a great show today. Uh, Lance, of course, has been helping folks get to and through retirement for a good long while. Um, plus, you're a, re a retired military guy. And, uh, I mean, you know a lot about Social Security, which a lot of advisors don't. Lance, I, I don't think that's a secret. <laughs> well, I mean, again, I talked well, to a lot of advisors, Lance, and, and, and a bunch yeah. of them don't want to have anything to do with it. Well, the problem is, unfortunately that you can learn everything you need to know about social security and then all of a sudden they can go ahead and change it yeah because that's what they do but for us it's a matter of taking care of the client so when you make that decision for social security it's probably one of the first decisions you're going to make in retirement and so we always provide complimentary consultations for anybody. So if you're in this situation right now and you're thinking about taking your social security, please stop, give us a call, come into the office, let's evaluate your situation and make sure you're making the right decision for your social security because 
you typically got one opportunity to do it. Yeah, there's not a lot of do-overs when it comes to Social Security. No, no. exactly. <laughs> 800-998-5649. All right, uh, Lance, let's jump into some of these questions here. Uh, okay. Drew sure. is up first, a colleague coming in from uh, Thorndike. Uh, yep. Okay, and and uh, he says, I'm 67 and just retired. I was wondering if it would be better to have a monthly withdrawal a yearly withdrawal or a yearly withdrawal from my thrift savings plan. I was thinking that a yearly withdrawal would use less shares compared with monthly withdrawals. Is there any advantage to choosing one way of withdrawing over the other? Interesting question. Yeah, that's a good question, Drew. And typically when, obviously must be a federal employee, it didn't specify here, but you have a TSP. So I assume that you are a federal employee. So typically when people leave federal employment, we like to have an analysis done on whether that's best to keep their funds in the thrift savings plan, or it's better to move them out of the government coffers and get in, into an individual retirement plan outside of the government coffers. So if you want to have that discussion, we certainly can have that. And most end up doing that, moving their funds outside of the government chassis, outside of the thrift savings plan. But your question is more whether I should take my money all in one fell swoop or kind of do monthly distributions. And in terms of whether one is better or not, the the latter is typically better where you're taking monthly distributions because it's kind of reverse dollar cost averaging. In other words, you're taking periodic distributions out of your funds. And so when the market basically you typically don't want to be selling when the market is low, right? You want to be selling when the market is high, but when you're taking periodic and deliberate distributions, it kind of eliminates the guesswork of that. If you take just one fell swoop, okay, I'm taking all my money for the year. Well, then you got to make sure that you're timing when the market is up and not, not locking in your losses when the market is down. But if you want to have that conversation with us and your options for retirement, and not only your thrift savings plan, but your pension and your social security and how that all works together for you, give us a call. Sure. And again, that number is 800-998-5649. Drew, let's go ahead and uh, move on. Uh, Jan is here. Uh, Jan writes and says, she's from Liberty, uh, and she says, I rolled an employer simple IRA into a traditional IRA with a big company, and I was thinking I may put half into CDs, but don't know what to do with the remainder. Are CDs a good way now to grow or to go, uh, given the rates, if not, uh, and if not, what other suggestions might there be? Well, that is a good question. CDs used to be a good way to put some funds away and get a decent rate of return. However, they're just now starting to kind of bump up into decent rates of return. The CD, of course, the acronym, which stands for Certificate of Deposit, but I've also heard it Certificate of Depression. Yeah, (laughs) I've heard that (laughs) too. Just because of the returns. Yeah. So anyway, what we want to look at, Jan, is the the need that you're going to have for these funds. And we want to create a balance between those funds that you might need access to immediately in your retirement and those funds which are longer term in terms of your savings and then we'll structure a balance between the longer term savings and those that you would need immediate access to in retirement and i'm not sure how old you are that that also plays into it as well and what other sources of income that you would have so lots of opportunities for allocation 
decisions that would need to be looked at and structuring that best for you. There are multiple factors that we would still need some more information on. So give us a call and let's have that initial meeting to see where you're at and start that planning process. 800-998-5649, Jen. There's the number. Paul is in Jay. Uh, and okay. Paul says, I'm just wondering if LTC long-term care insurance is worth it, or should I put those funds in the way of a personal of personal investments? What do you think? So I assume, Paul, you're talking about traditional long-term care, and we typically are not proponents of traditional long-term care. Many carriers no longer even offer traditional long-term care. But if you have a long-term care policy, many of them are good. And by contractual law, the company that actually wrote that policy is still obligated to pay that benefit, even if they're not issuing any more policies anymore. If you have a policy and they're not issuing those policies anymore, as long as you continue to pay your premium, you should be good with whatever benefit is written into that contract. The problem is that although they guarantee the benefit, they don't guarantee the premium. And so unfortunately, many of these just start hiking up those premium rates year after year. And it gets to a point where it's just no longer economically feasible for people to handle that increase that influx of the long-term care over time. There are other policies that are out there, Jay, that might be something for you to look at. They're asset-based hybrid long-term care policies where you could take certain assets that you have. And what they do is they hybridize those policy to include a long-term care provision written into the policy but it only turns on if you need the benefit. So you're not buying something that you might never utilize. If you never utilize it, the funds just continue in your portfolio to grow in the background. And then if you don't need the long-term care, those funds are just distributed to your beneficiaries. But if you do need the long-term care, many of these policies turn on an income benefit that you cannot outlive. Even if the policy goes to zero in value, they have to keep paying until you either get better or you pass. So that might be an alternative that we could look at for you, Jay. All right, fair enough. 800-998-5649. Let's see, we got time for another one here. Um, okay. Elizabeth is in Wiscasset. Uh, Elizabeth right. says, I'm 60 and scheduled to retire in 18 months, but I'm stumped about taking Social Security as it relates to uh, the, I, the IRA withdrawals. My full retirement okay. age is 67. I always assumed that I'd take Social Security as soon as possible. My logic has been that by delaying it or limiting the withdrawals from my IRA, it would be I would be able to continue to grow and earn money. Am I way off here? So, no, you're not. You're not way off at all. This is. It's actually great that you're bringing this question up. Elizabeth, because it kind of relates back to everything that we've talked about in this show, Steve. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? About the retirement income replacement rate, social security, your savings, your retirement savings, all of this, and how does it all fit together? And so the most critical thing is that decision for social security. As we, as we talked about just before we started taking questions in this last segment, many people don't have any help with this, Elizabeth. And so I would I would encourage you to contact call in the number and let's get an appointment set up with your different social security options. It doesn't say that you're married here, but if you're married, there are other options that people who are just single 
don't have, for instance. And if if people are widowed, they have other options that other people don't have. So mm -hmm. social security and deciding when to take that is very critical. And it sets that sets the parameters of kind of how we fit all of the rest of the income planning to establish that retirement income replacement rate. Because what now was kind of out there and nebulous and unknown, which we, we don't know what our social security amount is going to be. Now, once we decide that it becomes known. So now we have a known. And so now we say, okay, we know what this is going to be. Now we start to say, okay, now what is our income need? And so now we have one income in place. And is that enough or sufficient to meet our retirement need? If not, then we've got to structure the other funds that we have to figure that out, to figure out that retirement income replacement rate. And so then that helps us to gauge, for instance, if you take your social security at 62, it's going to be reduced by about 30%, Elizabeth. So if you wait to 67, now we've got a 30% increase. If you wait another three years, it's going to start increasing at an 8% rate per year until you hit 70 with delayed retirement credits. And now it's another 24% even above the 30%. So that's, that's helpful for us to gauge what your income need is, what your social security is going to bring at these different ages so that we can structure the rest of your portfolio to meet your retirement income needs. All right. Boy, that was very, very thorough, Lance. 800-998-5649. But you really did. You summed up the whole hour right there. <laughs> she did. That was a great question. Yeah. Thanks, Elizabeth. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, hey, Lance, let's uh, open up the lines one last time today and uh, fill up that calendar. That sounds great, Steve. It's more important than ever to make sure that you and your family have access to a fiduciary financial planning team. Our holistic planning process takes a look at your entire financial picture. We break it down to an easily understandable financial review and confirm that you have enough to last the rest of your life and also that you'll be able to have a ton of fun. That's at least what we want you to be able to do. So as a thank you for listening to the show, we'll perform a complimentary financial review of your portfolio and see if you might need a more comprehensive plan. That review begins with us listening to you. We wanna know what your main concerns are, what your worries are in regards to your financial planning future, whether that's outliving your money, deciding what social security strategy to choose, recognizing the amount of fees that you're currently paying, or you want to be more tax efficient. Our advisors at Northern Alliance Financial will collaborate and put together our best ideas specific for you. And as a thank you for listening to the show today, we'll perform that easily understandable financial review completely complimentary. How can we put you in a better financial position? Hey folks, here it is. This is a great opportunity for you. Don't let it slip by. Make that call right now. 800-998-5649. Do it while you're thinking about it. Get that financial roadmap put together, that practical finance review. See where you are today, but more importantly, find that you now have a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 800-998-5649. 800-998-5649. Again, Lance, always a pleasure to be here with you and, and a great information. It goes by really quick. It always seems to, doesn't it, Steve? Yeah. That's because we're having fun. We are having fun, exactly. Hey, we want to thank everybody for listening. Appreciate it. And we're going to come back next week with new topics and questions and a whole lot more right here on Financial Safari with Lance Gilman.
Investment advisory services are offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is intended for informational and educational purposes only. The views, statements, and opinions expressed herein are those of the individual speakers and not necessarily those of Foundations and its affiliates. The information contained herein does not constitute an offer to sell any securities or represent an express or implied opinion or endorsement of any specific investment opportunity, offering, or issuer. Any discussion of performance or returns is not indicative of future results. Any mention of rates and guarantees provided by insurance products and annuities are subject to the financial strength of the issuing company, not guaranteed by any bank or the FDIC. Each individual investor situation is different, and ideas provided may not be appropriate for your particular circumstances. Foundations only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration as an investment advisor is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean the advisor has achieved a specific level of skill or ability. A Roth conversion may not be suitable for your situation. The primary goal in converting retirement assets into a Roth IRA is to reduce the future tax liability on the distributions you take in retirement or on the distributions of your beneficiaries. The information provided is to help you determine whether or not a Roth IRA conversion may be appropriate for your particular circumstances. Please review your retirement savings, tax, and legacy planning strategies with your legal or tax advisor to be sure a Roth IRA conversion fits into your planning strategies. Alternative investments are often complex, speculative, and illiquid investment vehicles that are not suitable for all investors and are typically only available to accredited investors who meet certain minimum financial requirements. No legal or tax advice is provided. Always consult with a tax professional. All rights reserved.